This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. And hello, welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial, and we are online with video and on the radio. So it's pretty exciting. We're doing both. And it's going to be up on YouTube and available. So for those of you who've been listening to the show for a couple of years, you'll actually be able to go check it out and see what Tony and I look like. It's really Uh-oh. fun. And uh, Tony and I are having fun with it anyway. <laughs> well, Tara, but, let me just tell our listeners, I have to jump in here and let our listeners know, uh, I want to tell you the camera adds a hundred pounds. <laughs> remember that. Remember that. I just want everyone to remind everyone the camera adds a, about, about roughly a hundred pounds. It's right. not back, but yeah, I just want to let everybody know that. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and, and for those of you who are not uh, familiar with the show, we also, I encourage you to go to my website at www.taraenolan.com because while you're there, you can go to the radio page. And when you click on it, you can see all of our past shows and we do a lot of educational topics And one of the things that Chris and I really believe in this business is the way you set yourself up for financial success starts with being able to ask good questions. So that's always the goal with this show is at the end of the show, I try to always give you your foot stomper so that you remember like, what question do I need to ask? And so, but, and as we're going through the show, if there's a question that you have, you can also feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242, because we really like to sit down on those one-on-ones and help people get set up for success and, and take a look at what they're doing and make sure they're maximizing everything. But before we jump into the show today, Tony, Tony, how have you been? Well, I've been good. And I want to add to what you were talking about, Tara, is uh, I want to tell our listeners there are no stupid questions. Obviously, if you're familiar with the show, I I ask some doozies (laughs) sometimes. I mean, remember, Tara, there was a time when I asked you why chickens hate snowblowers. That was a question I had on the show. Uh, And so there are that is just to illustrate there are no stupid (laughs) questions. I mean, I've set the bar low. So you can feel free to ask questions. And the great thing is, Tara, is you love, I mean, people have lots of questions about finances. As you know, you're constantly having people ask you about it, whether it's clients or people you just meet, because they know you're a financial advisor, you're a financial planner, and you've been doing this for a while. And, you know, you've seen a lot of the mistakes and things that people make. So you're able to help us. And if you love it, when the listeners ask questions and we will talk about them on the show. Um, and I know you have, you said, Hey, I had somebody, a couple that we were, that we met with, ask us this question. And you know, you don't have to name, you won't name names uh, unless they really want their name on the show, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, we'll just say, Hey, we had this question and we'll do a show answering it or as part of a show. And I, I just want to encourage our listeners like you did to really ask questions, email, they can email you, they can call you, they can reach you through your website. So I, I think that's great. And what's the website address? 
So, Tony, the website is www.taraenolan.com. And, Tony, I really appreciate you saying that because uh, as I'm doing research for the book that I'm going to be publishing in October, one of the secret fears that a lot of people are admitting to me in these confidential interviews is that um, kind of that they almost feel a little embarrassed or ashamed that they don't have a better financial plan in play because they, they're very organized and smart people and they just feel like, they should be on top of it. And, and I, I would just say for people, it's, it's a, I have a, this is my whole job. I've been to school. I do, this is what I do full time. If you have your own job or if you're stay at home mom, you don't have time to be also a full-time professional financial planner. So please give yourself a break and you don't need to feel embarrassed if you don't have your situation where you'd like it to be. Right. Exactly. And and I think that uh, a lot of people feel like they're embarrassed. They don't have, Uh, more financial knowledge or they don't know more about finances or some of the terms that are thrown around, you know, uh, you know, uh, sequence of returns. What does that mean? Or asset allocation. I really don't know what you mean by that. Or, you know, I don't quite understand, you know, I think I have a basic understanding, but I might not. So, uh, and, and people, some of the smartest people and some of the most successful people, uh, they, some of them don't, understand finances because it's not their field. It's not their area. So uh, that's why we go to a doctor. I don't understand anything about medicine or, (laughs) or healthcare, but that's why we have doctors and specialists. And uh, it's so great, Tara. And I'm excited because we're going to continue our discussion from last week. And uh, by the way, to answer your question, I'm doing great. Uh, I've had a great week. Uh, how about you? How's your week been since our last show? Tony, it's really, it's really fun. I'm really enjoying this process of, of working on a book launch. I, I've met a great new friend and she's going to help me marketing with That's all the awesome. process. And it's, we're, we're going to be doing lots of little educational videos. And so I'm having to get very much comfortable back with all the tech and, and doing all this stuff. So <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. fun. It, it'll be a lot more fun when it becomes old hat. Yeah, but uh, Terry, you should be used to it. I mean, you you flew a, what is it, a C-130 or a C-136 or whatever it was? <laughs> a C-130, right? but it was pretty old technology on the ones I flew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it doesn't matter what technology. I mean, you're able to fly a C-130, this huge plane. Uh, I think, you know, uh, you shouldn't be intimidated by uh, video recordings, right? <laughs> I, I, I will figure it out. <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go, right? And we've already established that the camera owns 100 pounds, so we don't have to Yes, I, I wanted to get that across. <laughs> I really did. So, um, so, so to jump back in, maybe we can recap. We're talking mainly about 401ks, but really retirement accounts and especially 401ks, uh, what to do with them, how they work. Um, and maybe you could recap a little bit uh, what we've already talked about. Yeah, so Tony, I, this I think you can't recap it too much. So uh, let's go back very quickly to the analogy of a 401k is just a tax status. So I like to think about it like you have a bucket, like a little sand bucket at the beach. Right. And one bucket is a traditional 401k. And yeah. then the other bucket that's now becoming available is a Roth 401k. So some employers now have that. But the, the big thing to remember is the difference in the two buckets is just the tax status. So with your Roth bucket, you don't pay taxes on that money. When you retire, you pay that money when you put it in. And then in the other bucket that most people still have right now is the traditional bucket. And that's the bucket that grows tax-free 
but then you, it grows, but then you pay taxes when you take the money out. So you get the tax break the year that you put the money in, but then what, so that's what we're getting into today, Tony, is we're looking at this traditional bucket for people and you're getting ready to uh, retire or leave your job and you go, okay, I have this 401k in this bucket. What am I going to do with it? Right. And so what you can, you know, one option that's always available is you just do nothing. <laughs> and leave it with your employer and just let it grow. And that's a choice people make. Yeah. Or you also, that's when you retire or leave a job, that's the first time you have a chance to take control of this money. And mm-hmm. you can say, you know what, I want to take this 401k and I want to roll it over and move it into an IRA that I control. Or you could, if you wanted to, you could just transfer it to your new company. But when you retire, that's the time when you really want to look at rolling the money over. Because Tony, if you have a 401k and you're retiring, you're going to leave, if you leave that money with the company, you're going to be paying extra fees for management that you're not getting because you're not contributing money to that account anymore when you're retired. You're not getting company matching when you're retired. So you don't want to keep paying fees because you're just not using those services. So when you retire, that's when you really want to look at how do I roll this money over? And then the question is, if I'm going to roll it over, do I also want to consider converting it to a Roth? Right. There and you go. Those are the things that we want to think about. And, and Tony, there, there's no like one answer that's 100% right for everybody, because otherwise we just print up a checklist and you would go do it. Right. Because I'm yeah. a big fan of checklists. <laughs> Listen, <Yeah. in> general. <laughs> so it's, it's not that simple. So we want to like look at that. But one of the things, because and, and here's the reason, Tony, why you wouldn't just automatically uh, roll all your money into a Roth right away is because of the tax implications. And that's where we have to do a little more work and talk with your CPA and look at what your situation is to make sure that we're maximizing the situation for you. Right. And and and, and everybody's situation is different. We always want to uh, point that out. You always are, are good about stressing that because uh, you're not going to make decisions uh, that are blanket for everybody. Uh, but there are some decisions with 401ks that you have to make and that are the same. And, you know, I, I think we should talk a little bit about um, kind of go back at the end of the last uh, last week's show. We were talking about what to do with that 401k if you go from one job to the next, or if you retire. So uh, tell us a little bit more about what our options are uh, once again on that. So you have the option, let's say, we'll deal with first if you're just going to another job. So you do have the option, if the new company will accept it, you could move the money from your old 401k into your new company's 401k plan. And it just kind of goes into there and then it gets managed however it's going to get managed with that new company. So you can do that. It's probably going to be a little bit of a longer process because the management of the new company has to take care of all that paperwork to move the money over. But but that's the thing that you can do. Yeah. Um, one of the things though I like, I find that most people, when we talk about options is people feel better when they have control of their money. Yes. So when you're leaving a job or retiring, that's the first time that you legally, according to the IRS, have the option to take control of your money. And so I always like to talk to people, especially when they're retiring, to roll their money over into an IRA that they control, because then they get to pick what the strategies are going to be. And here's like a really key thing, Tony, I I, um, am starting to stress with people because, you know, as in this business, you always get better about like what kinds of questions and what do people need to know? And think about it, like when you're young and you're in your 30s and your 40s, there's like this upward trajectory as you're saving that nest egg. And so you want to keep contributing money to that 
401k, you probably want to be in a growth strategy and, and you're growing and growing and growing. And if the market goes up and down, it's okay because you're growing. Right. When you retire, that switch flips a little bit. And so when you take control of that money, um, you want to protect that nest egg because now you actually have some money. You know, when you're 30, you don't have any money yet. But when you're when you're about 60, you have some money and you don't necessarily want to use the same upward growth strategy that you used when you were 40, because now you want to shift into this. Think of that golden egg you see on the in the magazines and on TV a lot, that golden nest egg. Now you're going to be cracking that egg over and starting to spend some of that money. So, uh, yeah. so there's a lot of education and thought process that needs to go into it's, it's now away from that one, one fine focus on growing that nest egg. Now you're going to think about how do I want to save that nest egg? And then how do I protect that nest egg? Because you're going to live another 30 years, Tony, people are living so much longer today. Yeah. It's true. They are. And if people live the longevity issue, uh, you, your time horizon, as it's called, you have to take that into consideration, don't you? And, and so that's where um, one of the things I really like to look at, Tony, it versus a simple S&P following the market growth strategy that works when you're younger. I like to look at downside protection because in the market, it's it's more important not to lose than it is to grow sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's Good probably point. perfect time for this example. And we do it a lot. But if say, let's say you have $100 in the market, market drops 50%. How much money do you have? Um, you have $50. $50. Next day, wild recovery. The market goes right back up. It goes back up 50% again. How much money do you have? You have $75. $75. And you're like, well, why don't I have 100 it right. went down. Why exactly. don't I get back up? Yeah. And, and it's because so in the market, if it drops and you lose 50%, the market has to go up 100% just to get back to where you were. Yeah. And yep. so those ups and downs are okay when you're in the growth phase. You can absorb those. But when you when you have a couple million dollars in your 401k nest egg, you it's don't want to lose 50%. No. No, terrible. Yeah. And and so I really like to look at some active money management strategies that talk about how do you protect from trying to lose all of it, right? Right. And, and so these cool. are just some of the conversations that you want to be having when you start to go, okay, I'm retiring. It's another big life change. You know, this is the time when you update your wills and you go, right. what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> and, right. And you also start to go, well, how do I want my money managed now? Yeah. Because I'm in a different phase of life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another mistake you were mentioning uh, to me earlier, uh, people can make mistakes with their 401ks when they leave a job or retire. Um, Some people leave it with their old employer, right? A lot of people do that because they just don't know what to do. So they do nothing. Mm. And that's not good. well, it's not ideal, Tony, because and we've talked about that, like, I, I don't have a problem with you paying a fee as long as you're getting a value for that fee. But right. what I try to avoid is paying fees when you're not getting value. So, you know, once you've retired from a company, you're not getting that matching from the, the employer. You're not contributing. So a 401k at a company is designed. It has more fees because they're giving you a bigger service, like they're helping do the matching and the accounting for all that. Sure. So if you leave your 401k where it is, you're going to continue to pay fees for service that you're just no longer using. So, I mean, it's it's not an evil thing. It's just, but why would you let your money sit and pay fees right. 
for a service that you're not using anymore. Right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So uh, let's say, uh, how do we maximize our 401k? I mean, are there ways um, to um, get the most out of it? Well, I think we, we want to go through some different basic tips to, to talk about that, right? Because I think, Tony, like if you've ever looked at the IRS code, I mean, it's online oh, now, but it's terrible. like yeah. thick. There's a lot of rules. And I think it almost comes down to like whoever knows the most rules wins. Right. <laughs> and, yep. and this is one reason, Tony, why I think your financial success, you want that whole team behind you. So, you know, I have a CPA that I work with. You have an estate planning attorney. I have a healthcare specialist. I have my car insurance guy. We have this whole team that comes together because I can't know all the rules for everything, but I can right. know somebody that knows all the rules. Right. And, <laughs> and so, so that's kind of what it's all about. And so one of the first things, like, I love this is one, one of the things you want to do when you set up that 401k at work, a lot yeah. of times you go to HR and you're filling out the paperwork. And if you don't ask a question, they'll kind of just put you in at their default savings rate. And it's usually like about 3%. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you get set up for. And so first of all, you need to know, okay, how, how much is the matching? Because yeah. You don't know. 3%, Tony, pretty much historically inflation has been about 2 or 3%. So if you're only saving 3% of your um, income into your 401k, you're just barely keeping up with inflation. So you're not really um, keeping up with what you're going to need for retirement. Yeah. So that first thing, the first tip is when you sign up, like look at what you signed up for. Because for most people, Tony, they don't care. They don't know. And you're starting a new job. You're not worried about your retirement account. You're worried about your job. Right. So, so it's really important that you make sure that ideally you're saving more than 3%. Ah, that's a good tip. So uh, that'll help you maximize. And I think that's great advice because it can be easy to, you just take the automatic rate and forget about it, but there are clearly good reasons to push your savings percentage as high as possible. Right. You know, Tony, like, Saving as much as you can is great, but you, it's like balancing all things. So, you you know, like we talked about in the last show, it's probably good to bring it up again, is you want to save as much as you can um, in your 401k, but you also want to make sure like you have an emergency fund. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to sacrifice one for the other necessarily. Uh, you really need both. Uh, you have to have that li- money that's liquid that you can have access to. And you're not necessarily talking about putting it under the mattress or in a coffee can and burying it in the yard, but maybe putting it in something that's safe or a, a low, you know, some uh, bank account that might make a little bit of interest. I know it's hard nowadays with interest rates being so low, uh, right. but you need that emergency liquidity. You definitely do, because that's what keeps you from having to put things on the credit card. Right. So so while I encourage everybody, you want to look and and try to save as much as you can, because time is your friend. So a little bit now is better than trying to play catch up later. But make sure that you do have that emergency fund that keeps it liquid so that you it's all about with finances, Tony. You want to be able to make good decisions. You don't want money or lack of it forcing you to make bad decisions. Right. Yeah, exactly. So now, um, obviously, you need to, uh, you know, push that savings percentage as high as possible. And you want to, you know, contribute enough, I guess, uh, to your 401k. uh, And there are ways to have it automatically increase, right, to help keep up with inflation or beat inflation, right? Absolutely. And and while you're doing that, Tony, like the next tip that's really important is you have to ask the question, what is the employer match number? 
Ah, the employer match. Yeah, that's huge. We mentioned that in, in last week's show, uh, but that's free money, right? It really is free money, Tony. And and so if the company kind of sets you in at the minimum, just as a default, like 3%, most companies, Tony, the matching is at 5%. So that's as close as you're going to get to having free money. So you definitely want to make sure that you are taking advantage. And that's how you're going to maximize that um, 401k is taking advantage of the the match. Now you have to understand a lot of companies also have a thing called a vesting period, which Uh, is usually five to six years. And what that means, Tony, is you have to be with the company for those five or six years to be able to take advantage of that full 401k. Ah, okay. Otherwise the match does to get the money that they're matching. You need to have stayed with the company for that uh, vested vesting period and it can vary with different companies some some it's like 90 days some it's six years so yeah yeah and it kind of just depends on how the company has set up for their tax purposes the 401k because i mean that's the truth of it right tony is 401ks the company gets an advantage of that too they're not doing it just because of the goodness of their heart yeah they get a tax advantage as well Um, but it's also it it works i like these win-win situations where uh, it helps the company because they're taking care of their people so they get some loyalty and then it helps the employee because you're building a retirement so win-win is always a nice option right but but something you said there you have to watch out uh you really need to plot your next career move uh, uh, when you're you know maybe thinking about leaving a company You've got to think about and remember whether you're where that vestment period ends, because uh, I bet some people uh, they've been with the company five years. They've been contributing enough to get them, you know, maximum match company match. And they think, oh, I've got all that company money for free money in my account and it's growing with the markets. Uh, but you know what? I, I, I found a better gig over here and I'm going to move. And, you know, had they waited three months. They would have been fully vested, but they left three months earlier and they quit their job three months before they were fully vested and they lost all that match money. And so that's huge. And so uh, I think that uh, a lot of people don't take that into consideration when they move jobs, uh, but they definitely should. Right. Absolutely, Tony. And it goes back to that. Whoever knows the most rules wins. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the tax code. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And see, this is where you as a financial professional come in, because a lot of people, most people aren't going to be thinking about this. And if you work with a financial planner and professional, uh, they will have these discussions with you and they can help you watch out for things like that. So uh, find out what when you're fully vested with your current company. I think that's huge. So what's the next step? So the next thing, Tony, and we're talking with deferred or traditional mm-hmm. 401ks is you can contribute. So for 2021, it goes up a little every year. This year, if you're under 50, you can contribute $19,500 into your plan. So if this is one of your primary savings vehicles and you're looking for that tax deduction, this is where you can get a big tax break. So all things being equal, this is where if you're trying to get the tax break as your focus, contribute that money to this 401k can help maximize what you're doing with that 401k. Right. And so now, Tony, this is where it gets complicated, right? Because I, as a financial planner, right, I'm always looking to truly maximize. So I foot stomp, definitely take advantage of the max. The question becomes then if you have more money after the matching, do you want to put it with that company's 401k or do you want to do something else with that money? But either way, 
yeah. if you have the money to invest and and you know that you need it and you don't want the tax break, nineteen thousand five hundred. Yeah, and that's if you're under fifty. If you're older than fifty, uh, you can contribute even more, right? It's yeah. So this year it's twenty six thousand dollars. So wow, you always wow. want to take advantage of helping yourself out. Right. Okay. So that's with the traditional 401k. That's the uh, contribution limit. Uh, what about Roth 401ks? What's so, the so advantage there? Roth 401ks, Tony, these are, these are a great invention because what happens is you, you pay the taxes when you put the money in, but when you put the money in, that's before it's starting to grow. And then the money will grow for the next 30, 40 years, however long it sits. And then when you take it out, it's tax-free. Wow. And so so that is a huge thing, right? Because we talked about if you have a traditional and we keep the math simple, but if you have a traditional 401k with $100,000 in it, how much actual money is yours? Right. Exactly. It's not all yours. It's about 70,000. Yeah. But with a Roth, if you see in your Roth you have $100,000, you have $100,000. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a nice feeling. So you miss out on some of the tax advantages uh, when you're contributing, but you gain a lot of advantage uh, when you're in retirement and you need the money. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. It. Yeah. And so it all just comes down to how you're balancing things out and and looking and if, do you have any real estate and maybe you're going to inherit some money. And if both spouses, so it, it just becomes a puzzle that you want to put together yeah. and tailor because we talk about it, Tony, there, I have never met the average American. <laughs> that's right. Who is that person? I've never met an average American ever. Well, and, and that's great. Obviously, we want to make sure we're taking advantage of the options. Uh, what do you have next for us? Well, here's the thing that's really important, Tony, is to make sure that you're not cashing out too early. Mm. Because the rule is 59 and a half. And if you take yep. money out early, you're going to pay 10% penalties. Right. And, and we good. talk about, we don't want to pay fees. We don't have to pay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The fees are not good. And a lot of people say, well, I don't, I don't pay any fees with my 401k. Uh, you do. Right. I mean, they just don't tell you it's, it's funny because uh, a lot, you don't read the pages and pages of the prospectus that they make available to you if you have a 401k. Uh, but there's fees in there. Nobody's managing that money for free or investing it. There's always fees. Uh, it's just a matter of how many and are there, what are the penalties, right? And they're not 10%. 10% is a very stiff penalty that is imposed for taking money out early Yeah. because the IRS has given you the ability to save that money without paying taxes because they want it to grow and then they want to get their fair share of taxes when you do start taking yes, it out. Exactly. <laughs> but you definitely want to try to, to have some balance because this kind of goes back to that, that we don't want all of our eggs in one basket. Right. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Well, you know what? Uh, we're out of time for the show. Uh, but I think we got through this topic. Uh, it took two episodes, but we made it. And Tara, great information in today's show. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you before we go? Sure, Tony. So it, it, we've covered a lot in this episode and you can just see there's a lot of questions and you want to make sure you're maximizing it because you're doing it anyway. So please give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. You can set up your complimentary appointment and we can look down and see what kind of help you need or, and to make sure you're maximizing it because you want to succeed in retirement. 
Right. That's key right there. Well, Tara, this has been a great discussion. Uh, Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.